friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. You guys are having an absolutely fantastic day already, staying busy down here in Florida. It looks like we're about to have some rain showers again. I saw in Fort Lauderdale yesterday. They were having a bunch of flooding down there. Very strange weather all across the board. And if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, down here in Central Florida. And feel free to stop by anytime you want and say hi or grab product or just touch base with us. We appreciate all of our customers and listeners. Thank you so much for the support. And if you guys need anything, the product of the week, y'all voted at one, the excellent C, vitamin C on sale right now for 10% off on the website. So be that out very big staple in my daily supplement routine vitamin c is essential you guys know the need for it we saw how effective it was during the entire pandemic and it's just continually an ongoing supplement that needs to be used on a regular basis and it really helps the immune system and antioxidant system so be sure to check it out on the website healthmasters.com now one of the first things i saw and this is interesting because this actually happened towards the beginning of the week and it's just now starting to get a little bit more publicized and uh, no longer a coincidence anymore. I think we've all realized what's going on with the food supply. Approximately 18,000 cows, milking cows, were killed in the Texas panhandle in a massive explosion, allegedly. The South Fork Dairy Farm in Dimmit, Texas, uh, went up in flames early morning. And um, there was one person that was critically injured. Everybody got out, though. Uh, the cows obviously did not. And what's strange about this is, as you guys have, if you followed the show or any type of relative, you know, incidents and events that have been happening, you realize this is no longer a accident anymore. These various food processing plants, egg farms, dairy farms, it's almost on a weekly or monthly basis. There's another one of these that are going up in flames. And one thing, one place that you've noticed is never having any issues are the fake meat laboratories that are continually working on producing fake GMO meat, whether it be lab-grown meat or whether it be soy burgers. Ironically, you know, those guys are just completely immune from any issues whatsoever. They just, I guess, have the uh, latest and greatest technology and fire-retarded equipment, and they never have an issue. But yet, every single time you turn around, you hear an incident, it's either a dairy or an egg factory in most cases. And, you know, with the train derailment and what we've been seeing going on, we know what's occurring and what a lot of individuals have been talking about, and it's essentially to push this food agenda that they don't want people having organic dairy. They don't want people having organic eggs. They want people to eat the toxic garbage that they continually peddle and tell everybody that it's healthy, hence why you see so much push constantly for the advertisement and the marketing of junk food. This is why I've told you guys repeatedly, and Dad's talked about it, one of the best things you can eat in the morning for breakfast are eggs. Organic whole eggs are an incredible way to start your day. This is one of the reasons why they've continually pushed the cereal adage over the last 30 to 40 years for your young children. The high fructose corn syrup, the corn, the GMO, all the toxic compounds that they put in a lot of those processed cereals massively increases hyperactivity in children. And so it, again, allows them to push the narrative that more and more children are becoming hyperactive and have ADHD, and we need to put them on Ritalin or Adderall. And, again, it cycles through the entire medical industrial complex that we have talked about repeatedly. And so, again, eat clean, stay healthy, and just take a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt as daily news and prepare accordingly. Also, too, in other news, not surprisingly, the EPA and their 
infinite communist stupidity as they continually push their narrative. Uh, the EPA now has put forward two sets of rules with massive emission limitations on all gas and diesel vehicles, ranging from passenger cars all the way to tractor trailers. They're saying now this will be the most aggressive emission restrictions on the auto industry in U.S. history. They said the EPA is trying to expect to hit 67% of all new cars and light-duty trucks to be electric. So they want 67% of all vehicles that are sold by 2032 to be completely electric. Now, this is not hybrid. They want full electric. Now, ironically, right now, only about 7 to 8% of the vehicles sold are electric and hybrid, 7 to 8%. And I haven't seen all the rules yet. This just came out yesterday. Apparently, there's proposed rules. I do not think it's gone into place yet as far as mandating. I'm going to have to read more into it. I was just reading about it this morning. Um, I really hope some big, big heavy hitters start filing some lawsuits against the EPA. As I've told you before, the EPA is just – they've been out of control for years. What they started doing with the DPF systems on diesel trucks and along the lines with a whole host of other things – it's obviously a concerted effort to try to push everybody into this electric world. And ironically, I saw an article earlier from Health Impact News, and it talked about, is your car recording you? Tesla employees admit to sharing photos and videos of owners, including intimacy, kids, and location of Tesla customers. And it says Tesla cars can have up to nine cameras. And now an explosive report published by Reuters this week who interviewed several former employees from Tesla, confirm that Tesla vehicles have the ability to record and transmit in real time what goes on inside and outside the vehicle. These employees admitted that they often share hilarious and sometimes embarrassing videos of Tesla owners among themselves in their own private chat network. One crash video in 2021 showed a Tesla driving at high speeds in a residential area, hitting a child riding a bike, according to another ex-employee. The child flew in one direction, the bike in the other. The video spread around the Tesla office like wildfire as everybody watched it. There's video after video, apparently, of everything that gets recorded in real time. Because remember, these electric vehicles, they operate on 5G and Internet. That's the whole reason for the Internet of Things and what they're trying to base everything on. So these cars have real-time data that they can actually log and transmit. Now, do all of them do that? I don't know. But I do know from what they're saying here in this article is that essentially these Teslas are watching everything you do inside and outside the vehicle. That's why I told you guys a couple months ago I drove one of those new F-150 Lightnings that a guy had bought. And, had bought. and uh, there's these little cameras on both sides of the steering wheel, another one at the top facing me. And I'm driving. I said, what are, what are these? I said, are those cameras? And he goes, oh, yeah, they're cameras. They're to make sure you're not driving distracted, you know, if you put it in auto mode. And I said, so they're watching you all the time. Oh, no, 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 no. They only watch you whenever you put it in auto mode. I said, I, I believe you believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> I said, all this information that we have found now with the giant grid of information that's being collected in data mining is worth billions upon billions of dollars for direct marketing, not to mention it builds an algorithm and it builds a database on every single person, on their behaviors, what they do, what they say, what they like. I mean, you think about it in a vehicle, a lot of times you're driving to work, sometimes you're talking on the phone, sometimes you're going over a presentation in your head or talking out loud, you're thinking about different things, sometimes you're praying. 
They're going to record all of this, and all of it goes into an algorithm database on your personal file with the NSA. And I know that sounds crazy. Look up the Utah NSA Center. If you don't think they're data mining and gathering every single piece of information they can get on everybody, ask why that massive, massive facility is so large. So, again, try to protect your privacy the best you can. It's getting more and more difficult as we go into this strange world that we're living in. But at the end of the day, we know what we have to do in continually staying strong and continually getting the truth out there the best we possibly can. What do you think, Devin? Uh, I think, like you say, Austin, data mining is a huge business. I mean, a huge. It's billions and yeah. billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars globally. And they do that with facial recognition cameras. They do that with expressions on your face. Uh, that's why you need to keep your cameras covered on your phones. Just just cover them. Just put, put a dog on, you know, a uh, piece of tape over them. You know, that's, that's what I suggest. You know, most of those, the cameras are the selfie cameras anyhow. So you always peel the tape off. You want to take a selfie with your kids or whatever. But uh, just keep them covered up. I had a friend of mine, his name was Robin, about 15 years ago. He worked for us. Uh, good guy, very, very computer savvy. And one day I walked into his uh, office and he had a computer set up and he had a piece of tape over his camera. I said, what are you doing? He goes, uh, that's something everybody should do. They can watch you. And when you, if you watch that movie Snowden, which I've said, I recommend everybody watch that movie, by the way, uh, you can basically see that they would go in. They actually turn the cameras on and find out what you're doing and actually videotape you if they want. It's complete invasion of privacy. It's just complete and total destruction of our Bill of Rights is what this whole thing is. And again, it was brought to you by the Patriot Act. And I warned everybody 20 years ago after 9-11 that this is what was going to happen. I had so many friends of mine, including a local judge who was so happy you know, that we had the Patriot Act, so happy that Saddam Hussein basically was knocked out, so happy, so happy, so happy. And I told him, I said, you have no idea what you're talking about. I said, this is not going to go well for anybody. We're going to turn into a surveillance snitch state. That's exactly what's happened. And like you said, Austin, the Internet of Things, the 5G, 6G that Donald Trump brought us. You know, when, while we were sleeping, <laughs> locked down on COVID, I never saw one of these things go up. Also, they were there. Uh, you know, suddenly, you know, we're in this giant computer grid of just everything, knows everything about everyone, and everybody's got an IP address, and we've got our slave trackers on us, which are our telephones, which make sure that we have our location tracked and our videos tracked and everything tracked all the time. Personally, I would never own a Tesla. They can pound salt with that car. Done. All those cameras and that thing, Elon Musk, another Rothschild-appointed billionaire, billionaire from the United States, subsidies in his Tesla charging stations and his Tesla cars, all of this stuff. It's just nonsense. There's no way that within you know five, six, seven, eight years we're going to have the ability from an infrastructure standpoint to charge all these vehicles. It's not going to happen, period. It can't happen. It's too much. There's too many millions of miles of roads in the United States. There's too many cars in the United States. There's not enough substations and enough power going through the electric grid to do this, period. It can't be done, and they know that. And who in the world wants an F1 Lightning pickup truck that has a 90-mile range pulling a trailer or a 60-mile range or a 40-mile range, depending on the weight of the trailer? It's stupid. It's not, an, it's not a cost-effective vehicle, and it's not something – what's going to happen if everybody goes to pickup trucks that have 90-mile range pulling a trailer? And we have all these subcontractors everywhere running around in electric vehicles, and they all break down all of the time on the interstate. They just stop on, in the middle of the road on the interstate. How's that going to work for everybody? It's going to be a giant mess. And, you know, we see these cars, you know, you see them broken down on the side of the road. You see a Honda generator, you know, plugged in to the Tesla trying to get it to move. And they got the generator running and it's plugged into the Tesla and they have to go through gallons of gasoline to get enough charge to basically get it to the, you know, to the charging station. And then you get to wait for three or four hours. That's, that's, it's ridiculous. Then you get to wait for three or four hours at the charging station, hoping that it still works. This is just an absolute disaster that's going to happen. And, again, all of it's about the smart cities. Awesome. They don't want us to have to drive anywhere. They want us to sit there and, and be on, on the smart city grid. 
and be able to walk around and go get some food and go get some shopping and live in your little 300 square foot apartment with your five children. Yep. And everybody try to be on top of each other, trying not to, you know, to, to turn yourself into a rat experiment tied up in a little cage. So they all want to eat and kill each other like the rats do. It's going to be one of those. But of course, they won't. They don't want you to have five kids. They want you to have one kid. They want you to have one kid so you can cut the population in half every generation. And, of course, the one kid basically is going to be an hermaphrodite. It's going to be a tranny. <laughs> okay? And so they're not going to want to breed anyhow. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting. The other day I was, I was blessed. I had one of our listeners uh, got me some Disney tickets. Basically, they sent them to me because I'm not going to pay for Disney tickets. And, and they sent these to me, and I want to take the grandkids over to, to Disney. And the first thing I noticed when I got there, because I haven't been there in many, many, many years. I went to Epcot. The first thing I noticed was the amount of gays there. The place was crawling with gays, I mean gay guys. And then there were a bunch of other guys that were there that looked like a bunch of trannies. They weren't gay, I don't think, but they were everywhere. And then I noticed that the infrastructure inside of Epcot was starting to deteriorate from a lack of funds, a lack of whatever. But there were still big crowds there. There, there were. But it was just it weird. The demographics was different. And, and I thought to myself, this is the evidence of a once great theme park that was family-oriented with family values – that's going down, 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 down. Now the LGBT community is basically, or you know, issuing an emergency proclamation that you know the Florida is no longer an LGBTQ whatever X Y Z you know friendly state, which is okay with me if they want to believe all that, but not from what I saw at Disney the other day. And did I enjoy myself at Disney with the kids? Uh, I enjoyed having the kids with me, but the problem I've got now is I know what Disney is. And I know how unbelievably corrupt they are and how they're pushing this tranny agenda. So I couldn't shake that loose. It wasn't like it used to be 10 or 15 years ago when I used to go there, when I used to enjoy it. You know, I'd go there with Sharon on a regular basis. We'd walk around the lake at Epcot, you know, and we just have fun, just sit around, sample different types of food. And just, you know, we did that hundreds of times because we had the annual passes. It wasn't like that anymore. It was just, it was just a really weird vibe. They're really, really bad energy field there. So I don't recommend going there. I don't, and, don't, and don't send me letters and fuss at me. I didn't spend any money there. But, you know, I did, I did buy some I – I, I, did, I did buy some shortbread cookies in the England exhibit because uh, Sharon used to always do that. And I gave that to, the, to, to the, my grandkids. So I did do that. That's, that's my big expense, that and parking. So don't, don't fuss. Don't, don't send me letters. I don't want to hear it. Uh, I'm not endorsing Disney, period. But I wanted my grandkids to at least have the activity to be able to go there one time and see it. Now, Austin absolutely told me, absolutely not. I'm not going. Okay, It was the last couple of times you know, he was basically flagged in facial recognition. And, and I must admit, they're up to par. I didn't even get through the doggone metal detectors before the beeper went off as I was about to step into it. And, of course, they had to wand me down. They did. They flagged me instantaneously because of facial recognition, which I kind of laughed, and I thought this was nice. I thought, well, I'll submit to this one time for the grandkids, but wow, what a mess. So, uh, yeah, so don't worry about the facial recognition. It's very real. Now, it could have been. I got to say I did this. I was wearing an NRA hat (laughs) just to spite them. I had my sunglasses on with my NRA hat on. They may have zoomed in on the NRA hat, and that NRA hat logo may have triggered the facial recognition cameras. But I just had to do that as a, just a, a just a in-your-face Disney. I'm coming in without a weapon, but I'm coming in with my NRA hat promoting you know freedom of the Second Amendment. So it was an interesting day. And uh, now the grandkids, because they're completely and totally you know they're little, they're tiny. Uh, they didn't have any any qualms about you know Disney, and they liked the rides, et cetera, et cetera. But guys, I'm not going to pay to get in there. I'm not going to do that. It's not worth it to me. But I just want to give you an upgrade. On the deterioration of the park. Now, the flowers and stuff were still pretty. They were still nice. But the energy field was bad. I mean, it's really, really bad. 
that kind of goes with the whole planet right now, doesn't it? The whole planet is basically in a situation where it's in an uproar, it's in an upheaval. You know, and we're going to talk about that in you know Angel Wars starting in a couple of weeks. So we're going to discuss in detail what happened with the planet and everything else, and how the energy fields around the planet controls the emotions and the activities, and what the pyramids did as far as controlling that. Oh yeah, we're going to go all the way to that, and and we're going to understand more and more and more of why they had to have the five G, six Gs put into place. By the way, Trump to change topics is suggesting that Biden now blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And once that China could replace the US as, USA as dominant superpower, which would be like losing a world war. The next president made claims in a sit-down with Fox presenter Tucker Carlson. The lengthy TV spot proudly promoted by the showrunners as Trump's first interview since his arraignment. Saw the ex-president attack a range of topics. Perhaps most little was the Palau Television's take on the U.S. rival overseas, whom he claimed could be plotting to push much of the world off the dollar standard. Again, why is Trump doing this? Trump – is the chaos agent. You know, he's the same guy who brought us Operation Warp Speed. I'm not going to cover all the stuff he did, he did again. But he's also being used as a mouthpiece to control both sides of the narrative, as Otto Kahn said, to create the energy back and forth to continue the conflict. That's what this is for. That's why they do this. That's what Tucker Carlson is there for. Because Fox is owned by the same Kabbalist Luciferian network that owns all the rest of them, including ABC, CBS, NBC, CNBC, all of them are owned by the same groups of people. So why would they allow this to go on like this and give this central narrative out like this? Because they're trying to create conflict. I mean, Donald Trump is the same one who's still pushing and promoting the clot shot. You know, I've saved millions of lives. No, he hasn't. And, and all the crazy stuff that goes on is all to create confusion and instability. I had a friend of mine talk to me this morning and said that the Swiss franc is getting stronger against the dollar again, and it is. It's down about, it's down about 0.9. It was about 0.92 a few weeks ago, but the reality is the Swiss National Bank you know, did not bail out Credit Suisse like they did. They, they voted for the veto, that whole bail-in and merger thing they were going to do, so who knows what happens, what happens to Credit Suisse, which is a huge bank, by the way, and quite frankly – if Credit Suisse fails, the Swiss franc is going to get hit pretty hard anyhow, and the Swiss government can go in there anytime they want, which happened a few years ago, and change the value of the Swiss franc to the dollar. They could just do it arbitrarily. They did it a few years ago. The Swiss franc was getting so strong, they devalued it 10%. So anybody who was holding Swiss francs uh, lost 10% of their money instantaneously. Now, the dollars, of course, stayed the same, but the Swiss francs just disappeared. You know, they, they, they were gone. And actually, the Swiss francs stayed the same, but the dollars disappeared as far as their, their exchange value. So all of this stuff is happening around us because they're creating the chaos. They're trying to make everybody you know, realize that you know, they're in control and they're going to do whatever the heck they want to do. Bud's Light – this is really interesting. I've been covering this all week. Bud's Light parent company Anheuser-Busch has lost more than $6 billion in market cap in just six days after Dylan Mulvaney partnership sparked the bash last. $6 billion because you want to put a transgender on your can or whatever you're going to do. Bud's Light parent companies lost more than $6 billion in market capitalization since it announced its partnership with transgender influencer Dylan McVillaney. In the days leading up to the announcement, shares for the Belgium-based brewer, which by in Belgium, remember, they're not owned by Anheuser-Busch anymore. It's very, very liberal over there, have been trading around 66 a high not seen before the pandemic. As the market closed on Wednesday, the beer giant stock was trading roughly 63, more than a 5% decrease in Anheuser-Busch's total share value. Bud Light Parents Company has lost more than $6 billion in market capitalization since announcing its partnership. Unveiled on April 2nd, the brand's alliance with 26-year-old Dylan McBaney has since incited outrage and calls for boycott, and now it appears to be hitting Anheuser-Busch where it matters most in the wallet. Okay, let me say something about this real quick. You know, Bush and Budweiser and all the rest of these beers that are made by Anheuser-Busch, this is like, you know – Baseball, apple pie, hot dogs, and Budweiser. <laughs> Just to give you a, an assessment of that, 
You know, Budweiser has been around forever. The Clydesdales have been around forever. Grant Farm up in St. Louis, which features the Clydesdales, has been around, you know, for a long, long time. It was basically the the, um, the, the child of the Anheuser-Busch family as far as the theme park. And and this beer, since beer is such a staple of the American diet, I can say that it's not, but it is, uh, you know, has been a staple in blue-collar families and basically in, in, in white-collar families also with parties, et cetera, et cetera, and birthday parties, et cetera, you know, for over a century. And, and so this group of people who are basically running this now out of Belgium – they just got their heads buried in the sand. I can say something else, but I won't. And and they're thinking that they can just go ahead and go after NASCAR, you know, watchers, you know, drink Budweiser and promote a transgender ideology. But remember, the same guys who own these companies own everything, and so they don't care whether or not they have a market drop in market cap or not. They just want to have this LGBTQ transgender agenda pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Because remember. The same group who brought us the Federal Reserve Bank, you know, in 1913, is the same group that's doing all this. They all, it's always the same people, and you know, and this is back when slavery was put back in the United States, you know, in 1913. You, you know, we have to understand something. Let's look at let's look at they, they brought us World War One, they brought us World War Two, they brought us the Civil War, they brought us all of this stuff. You know, you know, we had so many Germans die and many more Russians died in World War Two. I mean, it was a Holocaust experience for a number of ethnicities. You know, it was it was crazy. And people have become, you know, now in neighbor, you know, you know, in bondage to the income tax. For 40 years, I've been telling people all over the country that the income tax, everyone who earns is enslaved. In American slavery was officially institutionalized with the income tax in 1913. People don't comprehend that they're slaves because they think slavery is being tied to a location. But in previous times, the slavery, everyone was tied to a location. Free men as well as slaves travel was slow and difficult. There were no cars or airplanes. The historical definition of slavery is unrelated to limits overall and overall movement. The definition of a slave is a person who does not own his own labor. When a person is captured, enslaved, and sold, he per- the purchaser is purchasing the slave's labor or how many parcels he can keep, you know, pick every day of cotton or whatever or buckets or whatever. Or, but, he's, but not all the slave's labor, of course, as part of the slave's labor went for his own maintenance. The slave's labor over and over and above was needed for his maintenance accrued to the slave owner and constituted the tax on the slave's neighbor. Free labor, as described by Karl Marx, was labor freed from feudal obligations by the enclosures prior to the enclosures, which created a labor market and the rise of commodity labor necessary for capitalism. The majority of populations were serfs. This is what they want to go back to, a feudal system tied to the land. The serfs had, had no rights to the land, and they had no rights as far as their labor. The tax rate of the serfs' labor could rise above 30 percent because technology and thereby labor productivity were low, so they didn't want to raise it above 30 percent, and because they couldn't create enough food to live. Today, the marginal income tax combined with Social Security and Medicare on a single person's earning between 44000 and 95000 is 37.3 percent. Wow. Prior to the Reagan marginal tax rate reductions, the highest tax rate on earned income was 50 percent on invested income, and under income was 70 percent. The brutal fact is that America today, the bulk of the population owns less because of their labor as the, than the middle evil serfs. And higher earners until Reagan owned less of their labor until the 19th century slaves on plantations. One might think that the analysis would appeal to libertarians and conservatives, but you know they don't talk about this because nobody wants to talk about the federal government and the Federal Reserve Bank. You know, and this is the thing. This is a, this is a partial article from Paul Craig Roberts. And he's absolutely right. You know, we have been enslaved through income tax. We have been enslaved through taxation of our homes. We've been enslaved through taxation of you know, property taxes, and they say it's for the schools. That if you don't put your kids in school, you still have to pay it. 
They say you got to pay now for your garbage pickup. You got to do all these things. And I understand that some of this infrastructure is important. I don't mind paying some of my money in taxes. I don't care. Don't really care because, quite frankly, I drive on the interstate highways. You know, I drive on the local highways. I like having my trash picked up and not having to haul it to the to the dump like I have to do when I'm in North Carolina. I like you know doing all of that stuff, and if it's part of the taxation base, I'm okay with that. What I don't like is them taking my money and giving a trillion dollars to the military-industrial complex every year and invading foreign countries and overthrowing federal governments and I'm doing all the stuff they're doing all over the world with my tax dollars. That just makes me angry because, I mean, I didn't vote for this stuff, but yet they do it. I don't like the fact that Planned Parenthood is getting huge amounts of money every single year for abortions from my tax dollars. I, I don't like any of this stuff, but I still have to pay it because if you don't pay it, they put a gun to your head, and they say, if you don't pay your taxes, we're going to put you in jail. We're going to take your stuff, and uh, we're going to basically discredit you, and we're going to basically destroy you. So they used the barrel of a gun to enforce the feudal system in the United States via income tax, period. Now, I probably pay you know, way more income tax than I'm supposed to. I've got an account that's not real aggressive. But the reality is, is that you know, I still live here, and I want to maintain the infrastructure, and I don't want to go to places like you know, Mexico where you go out into the country sometimes. They don't pick up trash. There's trash land everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. You're, I remember years ago we were down there in Puerto Sal, Valder, however you pronounce it, and we rode some horses. You know, We got off a cruise ship, and we were riding horses, and I remember the horses were drive, walking on the street kicking trash. It was, it was solid, solid, solid trash. You couldn't even see the road. And the horses were kicking the trash as they were walking, and it, it, it was crazy. I thought to myself, wow, and then you find out they don't have trash pickups, so people just throw the trash out the window. And you see that sometimes when you see Mexicans come in from – and I'm, don't, forget, don't fuss at me if you're a Mexican. Because you know it's the truth, and I know it's the truth. You see them first coming over from Mexico, and I've, I've seen them do this. There's a whole load of Hispanics, Mexicans, I believe they are anyhow. I didn't ask them. And they, they've got like McDonald's bags, and they throw like McDonald's bags out the cars that are going down the road because they don't want it in the car. Just trash, 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 trash everywhere. And then somebody has to pay somebody else to go pick it up. And see, this is the problem when you live in a country like that that doesn't have proper infrastructure to handle things like trash pickup. You see it in New York City in just a couple of days when the, you know, when the garbage workers go on strike and there's piles and piles and piles of trash in the streets. All of this stuff is important that we take care of it with our tax dollar. It's the infrastructure. I don't have a bit of problems with that. I don't have a bit of problems with maintaining a good military. I have a real problem with a, bill, with a trillion dollars a year. That's ridiculous. All right. I don't have a bit of problems, you know, you know, helping people out who are poor, who really can't work, who are basically having to be government subsidized because they're crippled or they're old or they have Alzheimer's or they have some type of sickness or disease. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is the fact that we are giving people money who don't want to work because they just want to stay at home and lay around on the couch all day and eat their Doritos and you know get you know unbelievably obese and and fuss about the fact they're not getting more free stuff. That's the problem I have. When I have you know, it was the Great Society program that unbelievable pervert Lyndon Johnson pushed to us back in the '60s, and it and it created this welfare state and it destroyed the black family and black culture with they, with what they did. And they start subsidizing people to have more and more and more babies all the time and stay at home and not work. You get tens of thousands of dollars sometimes you know, a month depending on how many children they have. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But that's who we are right now. That's what's happened. By the way, uh, United Kingdom now oncologist is warning that cancers are rapidly developing in a post-COVID vaccination world. He goes, I'm experienced enough to know this is not coincidental. Dr. Angus Dalish, a renowned oncologist practicing in the UK, recently wrote an open letter to the editor-in-chief of the medical journal – BMG, urging the journal that harmful effects of COVID injections be aired and debated immediately because cancers and other diseases are rapidly progressing among boosted people. Dr. Deglish is a professor of oncology at St. George University of London, 
in his letter to Dr. Kareem Abrasha, editor-in-chief of the BMG, British, that's the British, British Medical Journal, was written in support of the colleague's plea to Dr. Abashi that the British Medical Journal make valid informed consent for COVID vaccination a priority topic. You know, he goes on to say, here's his letter. COVID no longer needs a vaccine program given the average age of death of COVID in the UK is 82 and from all of the causes is 81 and falling. The link between small clots, myocarditis, heart attacks and strokes is now well accepted, as is the link with myelitis and neuropathy. We predicted these side effects in our June 2020 article. However, there is now another reason to halt all vaccine programs. As a practicing oncologist, I'm seeing people with stable disease rapidly progressing after being forced to have a booster, usually so they can travel. Even within my own personal context, I'm seeing eight B-cell or B-cell-based diseases after the boosters. They describe being distinctly unwell a few days to weeks after the booster, one developing leukemia, Two work colleagues, Hanan Hodgkin's lymphoma, and an old friend who's felt like he had long COVID since recovering and receiving his booster, and who, after getting severe bone pain, has been diagnosed as having multiple metastases from a rare B cell disorder. I'm experienced enough to know that these are not coincidental anecdotes that we may suggest, especially as the same pattern is being seen in Germany, Australia, and the USA. I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's too long, but I'm going to post it for you. I wanted to read it to you so you can understand what they were saying, and here's basically what's going on, the gist of this. The only way they can get the cells to produce spike proteins, because the spike proteins are toxic to the human body, they have to wrap that, that COVID vaccine in a nanolipid layer to get it into the cell wall. And then the cell wall and the cell has to be down-regulated as far as its destruction of the spike proteins because it would stop doing it immediately and the spike protein would be cleared out of your body almost within a day or so or two days or three days after the injection. But they have to down-regulate the immune system. In other words, they have to tell the immune system to leave the cells alone and let them manufacture the spike proteins. But the side effect of that is it downregulates the entire immune system. So now the macrophages aren't working properly. The white blood cells aren't working properly. All these things are happening. In addition to that, almost everybody in the United States has a deficiency of vitamin D3. So I recommend D3K2 every day. And what ends up happening is the macrophages can't work to start with very well, and once you downregulate them, they can't fight cancer cells. I've seen this repeatedly in people that I've known with cancer. I had a phone call just the other day and another email. I asked Dr. Ted B at Yahoo.com about a friend of, of a person's family who's come down with you know, metastatic brain cancer, and it goes on and on and on and on. We see this happening because of the downregulation of the immune system. I told you my friend, uh, Lindy. And she'd received the shots, and she'd had cancer before, and the cancer came back, and she had to have it surgically removed last week. And she's back at home now, thank God. I want to thank you again for the prayers for that. But the reality is a lot of these folks, in fact, pretty much all of these people, they didn't know there would be a massive increase in cancer, especially if they've already had cancer. It's a real, real problem, guys. And so be careful with your friends and tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. By the way, strokes are also skyrocketing in young people. Pfizer Moderna. COVID-19 mRNA vaccine showed safety signals for strokes as early as November 2021, but these were ignored. Haven't you wondered why all of these people are laying, or these athletes are going out of the fields and having strokes and dying on the field? I mean, it's crazy. It's because of the blood clots because these little these spike proteins are like little tiny sand spurs. And the inside layer of your blood vessel is called the endothelial layer. It's super slippery. And these little sand spurs, these microscopic sand spurs, get lodged inside that endothelial layer, causing micro eddy currents, which then start building up areas inside that endothelial cell, causing little micro blood clots. And these microclots, when they get into the capillaries, they can't get through the capillaries, and they're stopping the circulation, causing increase in blood pressure, increase in strokes, increasing gangrene. 
all of this stuff happened. I had my one friend who sold cars. He ended up having all the clot shots, all the boosters, bragged on it. Austin was with me when he was bragging to us. And I looked at Austin after we left, and I said, he's already got a lot of health problems. Hope he doesn't get blood clots. And within a few months, he had gangrene in his left foot, and his arteries were filled with clots. And they had to go in there and strip his arteries, and he died. He's gone. You know, this is not a happy story. And these are just people I know personally. If I know these types of people, how many other people do you guys know? I covered this the other day. I'm going to cover it again. U.S. maternal death rates are up sharply. <laughs> Modern obstetrical care in the U.S. has had a major impact in reducing maternal deaths over several decades. Now, as a reversal of these trends, from the start of the pandemic, there have been reports with mixed results for mortality among pregnant women with COVID-19 infection and after COVID-19 vaccination. Sadly, many women have had both exposures in 2021 and beyond. So the CDC reports that 65% of women who have taken the vaccine, most before conception, and the remainder through the term of gestation. This occurred because of the CDC advised that pregnant women should take the risk with no assurances of the health of the mother, the baby through the pregnancy. COVID vaccination among pregnant women, 18 to 49 years old, 18 to 49 years overall by race and ethnicity, and data reported to the CDC. Now the CDC is reporting maternal death rates in 2021 compared to prior decades, and the report by Hoyart et al. has shown a stepwise increase for death during a shortly after pregnancy. All groups are up, but the worst is for African-American women. I covered this the other day in depth and what's going on. That's why a lot of these these maternity centers are closing. These women are carrying these babies at full term. A lot of these women can't get pregnant. Again, the hermaphroditic agenda. They want to take these young children now who are being born, who still are being alive and under the age of five, to get these vaccines to create them, to make them hermaphrodites. That's why this whole transgender push is happening. This is all based on the fallen angel stuff that they're doing. That's what this is, okay? Because they want to separate you from God and they want to change your DNA. Everything to destroy the human beings just like they did in Genesis chapter 6. That's why Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, Genesis chapter 6, so shall it be upon my return. And that's back when every thought was evil all the time and the entire planet was completely consumed with the Nephilim bloodline, which had taken thousands of years, by the way. And the only reason – and then so God basically had set up, you know, I guess you say, you know, you know, you know, rules of engagement on the planet did not – you know, Lucifer not last. And remember, you got to listen for a second. You know, the Bible says that, you know, with God, a day is a thousand years for human beings. So, I mean, if you got a couple thousand years of this going on with the Nephilim bloodline happening, it was only a couple of days for God. And so after a couple of days, he flooded the planet. He had enough of it. So that's in his, his timeline because, remember, he's omnipresent. So be very, very, very – careful when you talk to your friends and say, look, do you really want to take any more of these vaccines? Do you really want to take any of these boosters? And if you did take them, it's really important to take nanokinase, N-acetylcysteine, nitric oxide, which is our HGH stimulate, and vitamin E to keep your circulation flowing the best you can, and to drink half your body weight in fluid ounces and distilled water, reverse osmosis water every single day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, 100 ounces of water, keeps the blood thin. Super, super, super important, guys, to reduce the risk of strokes and heart attacks and now with placental detachment happening with these women who are having these kids and with these ovaries being attacked and testicles being attacked to these young children, it's going to be a funny world as far as from an ironic standpoint to live in when the majority of the population can't have children or having to date robots because there's nobody else to be around because the population can be so decimated. On and on and on. This is the world they want to bring upon us, this, this incredible feudal-based system in which the machines run the world, kind of like Terminator, you know, kind of like Terminator when the AI takes over. Kind of like the Hunger Games, kind of like they're telling us what they have to do again because that's their white magic, their lesser magic. They've always got to paint the picture for you, and you've got to say yay or nay. 
If you think it's cute and funny, you're going to say, okay, that's fun. That's nothing to that, and you're not going to reject it. My answer is no. No, no, and no. I will never accept this, and you will not do this to me. You will not do this to my family, and we will stand in the gap for all of you, my listeners and Austin's listeners, and let you guys know that we love you and we pray for you every single day. So I want you to know that. But we're going to stand. We're going to stand just like Ephesians says. We're going to put on the full armor of God, and we're not going to lose our ground. We're going to stand, and we're going to dig in, and we're not going to back up. We're going to say no to these clowns and make them realize that we know who they are. We see you. We've got a floodlight on you. You don't surprise us anymore. You know, we know who you are. We know what you are. And we're going to stand against you all the days of our life. That's my thoughts. What do you think, Austin? Wow, that was really well said. That was exceptional. And you're 100% right about that. And that's why I've encouraged so many people to think and analyze your convictions. You know, your biblical convictions, your moral and ethical convictions, and what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to go through with. There's a lot of things, like I've said this before, there's a lot of things that we can't directly control. I mean, I can't go over to Ukraine and step out there and say, hey, you guys can stop this whole charade, this whole (laughs) theater that's going on over here. Stop it. I can't physically do that. But I can continually read the Bible to my children every night and pray with them before bed. I can make sure that they're getting a wholesome education and not being completely and totally (laughs) corrupted with perversion. I can make sure that I'm encouraging and talking to all my friends about Christ. I can encourage everyone around me to continue to spread the word. There's things that you can directly do, and you have to start actively doing them in order to elicit change. And there's certain things that you can't – there's no control over. And so those things, you give it to God, you pray about it, you understand it, you look at it, you analyze it, and go, okay, this is what's going on, this is what's happening, what do we do from here? And, you know, what's interesting about this is, like Dad was talking earlier, with the taxes and all the continual aspects, and he's 100% right. You know, I enjoy driving on interstates that don't have, you know, three, four-foot deep potholes. I remember years ago. We went on a cruise, like a week or so. It's a Mediterranean cruise. First Mediterranean cruise, first time me going over to Europe, that whole area. I remember we went to Egypt. It was pretty cool. I mean, we went to Egypt. I mean, there's not a lot of people who went to Egypt. We went to the pyramids. We've talked about it before. I mean, it was a very big highlight in my life. And I remember the drive out to the pyramids was insane. We're in a car, and we're driving on these roads, and they just have these holes in the middle of the road. That driver, taxi driver, is just trying to avoid them so they don't lose the whole car. And I mean, there's just rocks in the middle of the road, abandoned vehicles in the middle of the road. There's, there's no lanes. Nobody actually drives like any, any, any level of normalcy. And Dad remembers this. It's insane. And I'm like, golly. You know, so I enjoy driving on interstate roadways that are actually moderately maintained. And I enjoy having trash picked up. But again, when you start looking at where this is headed now and where it's happened, where we're giving $130 billion to Ukraine, it gets frustrating. And so I guess you have to look at it and reframe it and go, okay, listen, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is the best that I'm doing. And I'm encouraging one another to do the same. And uh, it's a strange time we live in, but I can tell you one thing. It's not a boring time whatsoever. <laughs> if anybody says they're bored right now, they're not paying attention. Like that was saying earlier with the, you know, what we're seeing now with all these health issues. And that's why, I mean, I get emails and phone calls at the office here literally on a daily basis. 
with people that are trying to get updates and encouragement and information on what they can do because they're having a lot of health problems. And the vast majority of them, you know, ended up getting the shot, whether they wanted to or they just wanted to get it over with. And, you know, I've encouraged them, listen, it happened. It's done now. Let's try to mitigate the effects as best as possible. That's one of the reasons why we put together the spike protein survival kit with the vitamin E, the natokinase, and and acetylcysteines. I saw great results with that. And, you know, I've encouraged people. The thing about this is everybody has to learn from what happened over the last couple of years. You've got to look at things and analyze it and go, okay, what happened to the United States? Because, I mean, it was a very strange time during the pandemic. I mean, everybody knows it was very strange. It, everybody has to look back and, like I said earlier, find that conviction of whether or not we're going to go down that road again or people are going to push back. You know, down here in Florida was the prime example, just a redneck rebellion state down here. Nobody really wanted to comply with much of anything, especially, you know, regular Floridians. Everybody was like, nah, whatever. We're still going to do this. They said they're closing the beach in Daytona. Guess where we're going this weekend? We're going to the beach in Daytona. <laughs> you know, it was just it was just like that. And so many people gave us flack. So many people were constantly just absolutely just blistering Florida for what they did. And the truth about it was the numbers showed. The health showed people that were surviving and catching a virus and doing just fine afterwards showed. And that's why I encourage people, you've got to do your own research. You've got to understand what's really happening so you can make an informed decision when something else occurs. For example, there's another report now that's been published by the UK Health Security Agency found, and I quote, no evidence could be presented to prove medical-grade face masks protected vulnerable people from COVID. The study investigated whether so-called high-quality masks, such as N95 coverings, help protected vulnerable people in the community from catching the virus. And the answer was no. They could not identify any study, any aspect, any evidence whatsoever that it showed that. Yet you saw repeatedly people going around and getting an almost you know physical altercations. Yes, the other day I was um, I stopped for a school bus. You know, you got to stop for them. Kids crossed the road. Two kids got out, walked across the street, and one of the kids had a mask on. This is Florida in April, 2023, and this poor kid is wearing a mask as he crosses the street. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say anything to him. I mean, he's a minor, and not to mention obviously his parents, because that is 100% parental indoctrination. And I thought about it. I just looked at it and I said, golly, man, how sad is that? I mean, that we still have people that are that brainwashed from psychological warfare that they are willing to go along with it. And I mean, people have to understand what psy war, psychological warfare really is. It's been going on since the beginning of time. And it's techniques that are used to influence a target audience's value system, belief system, emotions, motives, reasoning, or behavior. It's designed to completely and totally control what you think and what you do. Psychological warfare, and it's very real, and it was very well established during COVID. And what's interesting about this, the evidence of psychological warfare is throughout the entire written history. And we've seen it used extensively, and mass communication allows for direct communication with everyone now in order to control the narrative and in order to push this agenda and push what they want everybody to believe and say. And that's why I've said repeatedly it is so important you watch and you understand what you let in your house, whether it be the news, whether it be movies, whether it be radio, whether it be music. It's very important. 
Now, I understand there's certain times you want to go see a certain movie that came out and you're going to go, you know, look at it from a open standpoint and say, okay, you know, I want to do an analysis on this and watch it. But you're watching it with a very, very clear cut open mind. You're analyzing it. But when you start seeing people, I've gone, I've done this before. I've gone to people's houses and dad's done the same thing. I've gone to people's houses and they've got the news on blasting, you know, like half volume. There's half a dozen people over. We're trying to talk and have a conversation. And the news is just overloading everything. And I've, I've done the same thing. I said, listen, you guys, can you turn that down? Can we mute that? And people have always thought it's funny whenever I've been over at their house and they have TV on and the commercials come on and I mute the commercials. I'll walk over and pick up the remote and I'll mute the commercial. Oh, you mute the TV? I said, yeah. So why, why do I want to listen to pharmaceutical drug propaganda? It's all subconscious, guys. They do that intentionally. They know people don't sit there in most cases and watch commercials. Nobody really sits there and goes, wow, I really am excited about the next eight minutes of commercials that are coming on in this break right now. Let's sit here and watch and see what they're saying. No, it's all subconscious. That's why the pharmaceutical drug companies have these insanely retarded ads where people are frolicking through the woods and jumping up and down and playing with butterflies. And it's some new drug for, you know, restless leg syndrome. Oh, and side effects may include convulsions, vomiting, heart pain, heart attacks, sudden death. And they say it real fast at the end. Really? It's all subconscious. So you have to understand what psychological warfare is. You have to understand what it's doing to everyone and how it controls people to really understand what their agenda is and how they're continually pushing it. Also, too, in other news, this is very interesting. The Homeland Security is now releasing, they're saying, up to 30,000 alleged foreign nationals into the United States monthly via a migrant mobile app. This is crazy. So they're getting everybody to download this app. And if you download this app, you can process your application much, much faster and then essentially get it updated and approved and get released right into the monthly flow with over 30,000 or more, they're saying, right in the United States. This is, again, not only about changing the entire culture of the United States. This is about getting people hooked on their phones and their apps. This is exactly what the QR code was about with the vaccine, uh, as far as the uh, you know the vaccine report that people were having and the proof of vaccination, they were telling people to download it on your phone and the geo tracking and the social distancing tracking and all that. They want people to keep these phones strapped on them twenty four seven. This is why they've set up things now over in Europe in some places where your driver's license, exactly right, everything is on your phone. What happens when you don't want to have your phone on you and you want to leave it at home? You can't function in society. That's what they're setting everything up to do, and that's why it's so important. I've told people before. I always like hard printed stuff. I'm still right in that right in that mid range where I still like to print things off. You know, I'm about to be 35 this year, and I like to have things printed to the point where you have it in your hand. I've always been like this, even with you know plane tickets and everything else. That way, if something occurs, I still have something in my hands. What happens if you lose your phone? What happens if it dies? What happens if it falls out of the car? All of a sudden it gets cracked and it doesn't work. Always have a backup plan and always make sure you have a contingency because that's what they want nobody to have. They do not want people to be self-sufficient and have backup plans and be able to be self-sufficient. They want everybody to be reliant essentially on the state. This is why they said at the very beginning of COVID, and I've repeated this again, 
They did not say at one point in time about supplements, about exercise, about vitamin C, none of it. They told everybody, the only thing we can do right now is to shut down the economy, shut down your business, shelter in place, and listen to what the government says. That's the only thing we can do. There's no other options. This is what you have to do. And it all was a complete and total lie. So you've got to ask yourself a question. If you know that the people that are telling you to do all this continually lie to you, why would you believe them on any other aspect of what's going on? What do you think, Dad? <laughs> you know, often, you know, way back when, you know, way back, you know, the 40s, 30s, whatever it was, you know, the government allowed a war of the world's broadcast to go out with Orson Welles. And they actually had a Martian invasion basically simulated on live radio in which people were panicking all over the country. And it was a giant psych test is what it was. They wanted to see what they could do to incite this type of mania in people as to how they could control people, control the group thinking, the mind thinking. People were calling people up, listen to the radio. We've got a Martian invasion. we got a Martian invasion. We've got these big machines coming down with these rays, and they're killing people. Listen to the radio. And this, this, this panic ensued. Now, what they did, they ran this entire broadcast without commercials, as if it was a live feed from one of the cities that was being invaded by the Martians. And uh, they scared the holy living yankety-yank-yank-yank-yank out of everybody. They, they scared a bunch of people. Whoever was listening to it got terrified. And they didn't realize it was basically being brought to them you know, as a theater broadcast, live, with no commercials. And it was frightening to everybody. And it was done as a psychological operation brought to us by Tavistock and all the rest of these guys involved with the Office of Naval Intelligence and how they were able to split people's personalities with, you know, with shell shock and everything else, which is what they learned in World War One. This is the same group that works, you know, with Sigmund Freud and Bernays and all the rest of them in controlling the hearts and the minds of the people in the United States through marketing and through advertising and through groupthink and mass hysteria. And that's how they were able to do this with the, with the, with the, uh, with the COVID shots and the lockdowns. They had everybody literally scared to death. Except for me and you, Austin, and our listeners, and we just said, hey, why don't you take some vitamin C and some D3 and potassium iodine and go ahead and get a prescription to ivermectin and just chill out, drink a lot of water and fluids and take some zinc and, you know, I, you know all the rest of it that we want to you know, be promoted as far as for that, as far as making sure your immune system is working. And it will be good. And I had COVID several times, you know, primarily for shedding again, of course, because it was, it was, it, that mess, whatever it was, was extremely contagious. But that wasn't the big kill-off, though. The big kill-off was getting the people in the hospital, getting them on remdesivir. The big kill-off was basically having people take repeated shots, repeated shots, repeated shots all of the time in order to scare them. And now we have this mass incident, like I mentioned earlier, massive incidents of strokes, heart attacks, you know, infertility, miscarriages, and, you know, and cancer. This is what they're doing to us, and they did it through mass hysteria. They did it through, like, if you don't lock down and you don't close. I remember I was still taking my pilot training back then years ago. And I remember I'd go to the airport with my instructor, and he had been vaccinated. I had been vaccinated. We're on the streets, and there's like nobody on the streets. It was wonderful. There were no police on the street. You don't have to worry about your speed limit, but drive carefully. I'm not telling you the speed. We didn't have to worry about anything. You're just driving down the highway, and it's like it was Ted's road. You know, it was uh, Joe's road. Whoever it was on the road had an open road. It was amazing. All the tolls were free. You just kind of zip over to the airport. Instead of taking 30 minutes to get to the airport in Lakeland, it would take you 15 minutes because there was no traffic. And it was kind of nice, but it was kind of scary. It was like we were living in an apocalyptic world as people were whole, so scared they wouldn't leave the house, so scared they were hunkered in their basements, so scared they wouldn't have family for the people over for Thanksgiving or Christmas because they were terrified of the COVID monster. And that may not mean the COVID monster got them. It was the remdesivir monster that got them. And it wasn't really the people who were dying you know, under the age of 70 or under the age of 60. It was the older people and a lot of people who had multiple comorbidities and basically the obese who died. 
That's why, haven't you noticed that it's real? You see a lot of obese people at Walmart. I mean, really morbidly obese. You don't see that many anymore because a lot of those people died. And a lot of the old people died who were on Social Security because they were no longer productive units for the income tax system. They were basically leeches on the system. We must get rid of the old people and who also have the values that were incorporated from their parents having seen the Great Depression or their parents having seen World War One or World War Two, or their parents having told them about how you need to make sure that you do what's right in God's eyes and took them to church. All those people they wanted to kill too because they want that new generation of transgenders to start making the policies and the decisions for the people here in the United States so we can go further and further into this abyss of sin. That's the goal here, wasn't it? You don't think so? Okay. Well, lawmakers are now demanding answers after priests were actually booted from Walter Reed campus. Priests were thrown out of Walter Reed. Republican lawmakers want to know why a group of Catholic priests was barred from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center just before Easter week arrives, leaving troops there with limited options for their religious celebrations. Clergy from the Holy Name College, a community of Franciscan Catholic priests and brothers who have worked in the military campus for nearly two decades, were told earlier this month they would no longer be permitted for the access religious services. It is incomprehensible that essential pastoral care is taken away from the sick and the aged. Catholic Archbishop Timothy Braglio of the U.S. Archdiocese for Military Services said in a statement, this is a classic case where the adage is, if it's not broken, do not fix it applies. I can tell you right now when they took these priests out, they don't want to have Easter services for these soldiers. Remember what Austin told you last week on Monday? Remember this? Or maybe it was Monday, this, this Monday, this past week, just a couple days ago. On Monday, he Googled Easter, what is today? Or Google, what is the holiday today? And it wouldn't even say Easter was a holiday. It's the largest search algorithm in the world, and it wouldn't even mention Easter. It wouldn't mention the resurrection day of Jesus Christ and the hope that we have as Christians. It wouldn't talk about any of that. Same thing. They took the priests away from the troops. How sick is this? How sick is this? Now, were other denominations and Protestants basically barred? I have no idea. All I know is this, that this is not of God, and this is not okay, and that we're going to stand our ground all the days of our lives. We're going to always bring honor and glory to God in all that we do think and say every single day of our lives. That's what we're going to do on this show, and we're always going to be out here to proclaim the truth to you guys because we're going to shout it from the rooftops, from the housetops, and let you, go, let you guys know that Jesus Christ is Lord, that great I am is still on the throne, prayer still changes things, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including standing our ground. I love you guys, and I really, really appreciate you. It's been a firebrand show today. You guys are amazing. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, you're spot on. I mean, it, it was one of the biggest insults I have really ever witnessed on the Internet as far as with Google and search engine on April 9th. And it blatantly said it was National Chicken Little Awareness Day, it's April 9th, 2023. That's what Google stated. This is what today is. And you guys know Google pretty much has some type of you know crazy stuff they put on their website as far as on their search engine almost every single time there's anything going on. I mean, they – celebrate all types of different weird, strange things and have all types of art. Nothing. Zero. It's Chicken Little Awareness Day if you searched it up. That shows you right there who they're going after. That shows you right there who they're targeting. That shows you right there who they don't want you talking about. And it's Christ. They don't want people having that joy, that freedom, that that understanding of what's really happening right now. Because why? They want to just continually push fear. They want to push loathing. They want to push the fact that people need to continually follow orders of what they're told online. But I'm going to put the link, even under Wikipedia, it goes into detail and on psychological warfare. I'm going to put the link on the daily show notes today. And uh, you guys look it up whenever you have some time. Understand it. Do some more research in it. Look at what they're really doing if you're not really fully versed on and understand that so you guys can understand what they're doing and essentially how to combat it with your friends with your family with your children and look at it and see these things because it's happening 
right now, right in front of us. I saw earlier, you know, New York police departments now is introducing this robotic dog for surveillance patrols, the same ones we saw over in China a few years back, the Boston Dynamic four-legged robotic dog. And they're going to start running around with cameras on them and start basically having an autonomous security robot. Oh, yeah, because remember, New York's the safest city, large city in the entire country, according to the mayor. <laughs> already came out and said that, the safest city in the entire entire country. Okay, cool. That's why we now have Boston Dynamic four-legged robotic dogs running around recording and monitoring everything. By the way, those things are like $75,000 per whatever you call that, per drone, per robot. <laughs> so, yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. So if you guys need anything, stay strong, my friends. Keep your heads up. Keep your body strong. Keep exercising. Keep your minds clear. Healthmasters.com, if you want to keep your immune system and your body strong, give us a call if you need anything whatsoever. The Excellent C on sale right now for product of the week. Y'all voted. It won over 10% off right now on the website. Check it out. And also, to be sure to read about the berberine formula if you're interested in wanting to maintain healthy blood sugar or bring your blood sugar down or if you're basically taking medications for something. Talk to your doctor before you get off any meds, but there's always usually natural alternatives. So be sure to check that out on the Burberry and Ultimate Healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.